Welcome to NFT Heat. We're bringing the top NFT thought leaders straight to you. If there's something you enjoyed on this episode, and we really hope you did, please take a screenshot of the episode and make sure to tag us on Twitter at NFT Heat. We really appreciate your support and you are the only reason we're growing. So to help us, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then give your review a shout out on a future episode. Welcome to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG, we're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush. We'll bring in the top guests and deep dive in how NFTs will transform the metaverse, DeFi, and social tokens. I'm Justin Shankaro, the king of alpha. I'm just not the king. And the prince, what? I mean, the noble duke, probably a serf at this point. Anyway, from child actor to adult actor to Stanford to NFT entrepreneur, this is my co-host, John Kraske. He was an executive in the design space, and now he's running an NFT company. And I will tell you firsthand, he is in the trenches every day, starting his morning at 4 a.m., learning, growing, and seeking alpha. We are two NFT insiders. And I wanted to throw it to you, John. How is the NFT day going so far? It's post 4 a.m. What's happening? Dude, it's awesome, man. Just getting ready for DecentralCon in Miami next week. So excited about that. It should be a fun time. It's basically NFT NYC part two. Are you ready, Justin? Are you ready? (laughs) I am ready. I'm super bullish. I am pumped. NFT NYC was probably one of the best weeks of my life. I'm just hoping that I make it all the way through Basel because it ends on a Sunday, are we going to be like, are we going to make it? That's the question, John. (laughs) That is a great question. That is a great question. I think we will make it, but man, we are going to be definitely battle tested. So, (laughs) Wow. Well, it's going to be phenomenal. Just to go on, we, as you know, already are two NFT insiders who are bringing you the top NFT thought leaders in the space every single week to help you learn the emerging trends and opportunities in 30 minutes or less. So let's get into it. Yeah. Today's guest is Alex Roydenberg, one of the top NFT and crypto tax accountants in the world. He is also the author of the NFT Tax Guide. Welcome to NFT Heat, Alex. Thank you, John. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're stoked to have you, man. We are stoked. We're going to get into some taxes today. Yeah. I mean, actually, you know, speaking of NFT NYC, meeting Alex is one of the highlights for me. He's just awesome. So I think people are going to really, really love this episode. This is some really impactful alpha. It's one of probably the top three questions most people ask about NFTs, some of the tax implications. So yeah, man. So let's just hop right into a five-question lightning round to provide some alpha to our listeners. Love it. John, hit Alex with the first question. So Alex, what is the NFT Tax Guide? NFT Tax Guide is a short 30-page guide to help individuals better understand their financial and tax liabilities as a result of their investments in NFT. And we thought, what better way to release the NFT tax guide than in the form of an actual NFT? Wow. Wow. And how can they purchase that? So if they go to nfttaxguide.com, they will be able to see the website as well as the NFT that was created for it, as well as read a little bio uh, about all of us and be able to link their MetaMask account go ahead and get that uh, NFT tax guide for themselves. Wow. NFT tax is brought to you by NFT insiders. This is pretty brilliant. Serious alpha being brought your way. All right, Alex, question number two, why should people care about NFTs? The way I'm looking at NFTs is that it's a new form of canvas for artists 
but it's also allowing for a merger between a lot of different professions or industries come together in the sense of artists and developers, I think, never really spoke together. So like somebody who works with oil on canvas never really spoke to a developer. But now if they're an artist, their biggest and best friend is probably the smart contract developer in order to get them onto the blockchain. So I I think the biggest thing with NFTs and why people should be interested in NFTs is perhaps not even the utility or use of it today, but the potential use of NFTs and what the smarter minds than I will come up with in how to use the blockchain as well as the NFTs in the future. Because I think the biggest things people are talking about right now is the use of it for music as well as gaming and some of the other industries. But I think what's going to be interesting is to see what happens in six months to a year, what people come up with. Because as you guys know, time with an NFT is about like dog years, if not higher than that. So like if you miss a month in NFT world, you very well could have missed about a year worth of uh, something else going on. Yeah, that's awesome. That's kind of how I felt about NFT NYC, man. It was a fun week, but I literally felt like I was a year behind after coming back from that trip. So (laughs) that's why I'm a little scared about uh, Art Basel in Miami next week. Highly concerned about that, but awesome stuff, Alex. So question three, is it too late for people to invest in NFTs? So first things first is I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, (laughs) This is not financial advice. I think on an overall basis with NFTs, we're still very early on. And I think that there's only going to be massive growth going to be in the future. I don't know whether or not all of the NFTs that are currently being produced are still going to be around. I think the way some people call it, the blue chips will probably still be around, but that's not necessarily the blue chips isn't accessible for everybody just getting in. So I think it's a way for people to get into NFTs, whether it's small or large. Personally, I don't think it's too late in the NFT world. Love it. All right. And why and who should we follow on Twitter and LinkedIn in addition to you to get some more alpha about NFTs? I mean, the individuals that I personally follow are individuals that cover more than just one industry or one item. So Gary V covers a lot of different topics. Alexis Ohinian covers a lot of different topics. Mark Cuban, some of the other A16Z, these are companies or individuals that are investing in a lot of different spectrums. They're able to see a lot of different things well before we are are able to see it. So the way I like to follow it is follow the individuals or industries that you're interested in and try to get as wide of a information funnel to you so that you don't become too pigeonholed or too narrow of a view. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Fifth and final question, kind of boring tax stuff, but what is Zen Ledger? Zen Ledger is a software that helps individuals figure out what their crypto activity is generating for them with regards to income losses, gains, and profits. And the biggest thing that it does is it data aggregator. It pulls in all of your different wallets into a single location so that you have a better picture and view of what's going on. And it allows us accountants to take a quicker look at the data. As with most other data aggregators, you still have to do some massaging at the end of the day in order to get a true and accurate number. 
All right. That was some heat, Alex. You brought the tax heat. Love it. That was smoking. Woo. Five out of five. Perfect score. Of course, I got to give you a five because you're doing the ledger. And if we don't get a perfect five, that's not an A plus. No good for taxes. Uh, That was great, Alex. Thank you so much for bringing all that alpha. We're going to go a little bit deeper now. So tell us about you. How did you get into the crypto and NFT space? So my involvement with crypto and NFTs goes back to about 2018. Got involved with Give Crypto, the charitable organization related to Coinbase that got me involved with a bunch of other individuals as well as a bunch of startups, DeFi and other, where we just started to dig in more and more in 2018, 19 and early 20, where we were helping them figure out the tax liabilities, what's best for structuring so on and so forth. We then helped call it about 150 or so Coinbase employees as prior to their IPO. So late 2020, early 21. And as you can imagine, a lot of the Coinbase employees have something to do with crypto. And so we've been involved, becoming more and more involved with crypto. NFTs really picked up right after tax season for us. So right after April, May, June, is when things picked up, I think, for a lot of individuals within the NFT space. And we're not that much different. Uh, We were able to help a decent amount of people who were existing clients, help them better understand what they're doing within NFTs. And just the name just started to get passed around and more, more people started to reach out to us. Awesome. I love it, man. So next question, Alex. How did the idea for the NFT tax guide come about? So I think this is as a result of Jacob Martin and myself discussing how there's so much clickbait, TikTok tax advice out there that isn't applicable or isn't correct. And that just basically made us wanted to get proper information out to the community. And I've been posting stuff on whether it's LinkedIn or Twitter, but the pickup or gathering of that information, I think for me, it was a bit limited. Not too many people were picking it up or not too many people were reading it. And this way we were able to, instead of limiting it to just a rather short post, we were able to really give people a central location to read proper tax advice or tax information. That is a good starting point. And it's not clickbait tax advice. It's not just trying to get them a headline for them to sign up for something else for other services. It's just purely, here's a 30 page or so document, which can help many individuals understand what they need. And then also the other big item is that it will help them. It also will help many accountants better understand so that they can service more individuals. As much as I would love to work with everybody in the NFT space, we're a growing company, but we can only service so many people. And there's a lot more people out there that need services. And we just want to be able to get at least accountants who weren't aware of what's going on onto some sort of footing. Awesome. Makes sense. You're doing it. You're doing it. Alex, what are some of your favorite sources of alpha, whether it's podcasts or social media followers, websites, substacks? thought leaders in the space, who do you turn to? Twitter is a great source, at least for myself. And then also it's just the building relationships over time with individuals and then having those personal conversations with people and and seeing what people are working on, what new projects are coming down the pipeline. And based on that, that's usually where I get my ideas or my alpha. That's awesome. So Alex, we were talking this right before the show. 
But I recently came across an issue for a celebrity NFT drop that we just did. And there was an issue with us in terms of the contract, which had a bunch of expenses that needed to be sort of reduced from the gross revenues that were attached to smart contracts. And it really just meant that we were going to actually have to do a bunch of back-end accounting to actually determine the final proceeds that were going to go to the artist. And it just was kind of funny because the whole idea of like NFTs and the blockchain was that basically everything would be happening in real time. But accounting software and smart contracts right now are currently not linked up. So I'd love to have you just sort of speak to the issue where the opportunities exist there for you know companies that have accounting software and what you've sort of seen in your world. There's a couple of issues that we're currently seeing. One, I think this covers on a lot of different topics, not just smart contracts, but the gas fees, especially on ETH, makes it cost prohibitive for you to run all of your expenses against a smart contract, especially if you have a lot of small transactions. Yeah. You don't want to run it against every single time. So I think we're still so early in the stage where we're at with smart contracts and accounting systems and everything else that there's almost no way possible at this junction for you to run a complete operation without losing a lot of money and potentially a lot of sleep directly through a smart contract. We don't want to lose money or sleep. Heck no to the (laughs) both of those. Okay. So as we know, there's currently no IRS or gap accounting guidance for NFTs, Alex. What are your recommendations to clients? And when do you think we're actually going to see some tax and accounting guidance happening in the crypto and NFT space? So I don't have a crystal ball. So this, is just, <laughs> this is just me being a little bit on the guessing side. But with the recent tax law that has been signed into the bill that's been signed in, the IRS is going to get a lot of funding, which is going to mean for a couple of different things. One is going to be, there's going to be a lot of audits coming down the pipeline probably in the next 24 to 36 months. A lot of those court cases will become guidance as to what can and can't be done from a tax perspective. I think that there is a court case that is, I believe, slated for February of 22, which is going to start to cover some of the crypto and mining tax issues and then go on from there. I think the NFT items are going to get pushed potentially into late 22, early 23 for any official guidance from the IRS. What we're doing as a practice is just applying existing tax treatments for other things to the NFT space, depending on what the person does. Because the big thing to remember is that an artist who creates an NFT and an investor who buys and sells an NFT are treated two very different ways, and you need to be able to treat them correctly. Quick audible. Can you just give us just a high-level overview of how an artist is treated versus a collector? Sure thing. An artist, you're an artist, you're getting paid for your work. That's all considered ordinary income. doesn't matter if it took you a day or two years to produce the art. It's going to be ordinary income. If you're an investor, it's going to be capital gains, whether it's short-term or long-term capital gains, as long as you're in the business or in the intention of buying it for gains. Awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. So Alex, what are some of the big challenges and mistakes you currently see being made in the NFT space? Some of the mistakes that we're seeing have to do with friends putting money together 
into somebody's own wallet, into one of the individual's wallets, buying a piece of NFT, making money, and then one person sending money to the other. Technically, you're treating it as a partnership. But from the eyes of the IRS, it very well could be that one person might be liable for the entire income if it's not treated correctly or if it's not presented correctly. Some of the other mistakes that we're seeing individuals do is when you're working with contractors and you're giving them a percentage of the contract or the ETH that you've generated, a lot of individuals are not collecting W9s and W8s, which are going to be necessary in order to issue 1099 miscellaneous for those contract payments in January of next year. So that compliance, there's penalties and interest possible on that. And if somebody's international, you may need to withhold with income taxes on that. And if you don't withhold income taxes on it, you might still be liable for that number from the IRS. Wow. That was totally Greek to me. And I haven't started learning Greek. So I'm going to have to rewind and uh, listen to this several times myself. Thank you for sharing that, Alex. Uh, Amazing. All right. Let's go to the flip side, a little bit more positive. What do you see as the big opportunities in the NFT space? I think the biggest opportunities in NFT has to be within gaming and potentially music. For music, one of the big issues that I've heard of people having is royalties. And then also it's just the early artists aren't able to get onto record labels. This way they can actually have their biggest fans help support and fund their careers. So I think that's interesting utilization. And then the other one is going to be games and what you're able to do with play to earn or some of the other methods that the gaming is going to be taken care of. Fantastic, man. Alex, you brought so much heat. This is honestly probably one of the most impactful episodes. I think our listeners are going to find a lot of use for this. So thank you so much for your time and your awesome NFT heat. We really appreciate all of your fantastic insights and alpha. And until next week, when another NFT thought leader pops in with more alpha, get collecting, learning, and growing. We're NFT Heat. A huge thank you to two of the creative engines behind this show. First, to LaFlex for the super smooth intro and outro music. What you're hearing is the song Love to You off his 2019 album, Flex Appeal. And lastly, a big thank you to Bernardo Rodriguez for the awesome logo for the show. You can check him out on Instagram at Art of Bernardo. Everyone, we just want to give you a massive thank you for listening to NFT Heat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFT Heat. And we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Next week.